0: If the Ravens were to go down that path, maybe they feel like they could get a really talented guy, and maybe you have a chance to revive his career.
1: The biggest story so far free agency is is one guy who got let go, and that's my guy, James Hurst. Yeah, how all are right? you? I, I should just...
0: have sent a wellness check over to your house last night. Yeah. How many times I... are you going to complain yeah. about your kids? That's what I want to know. All I hear oh. is you complaining about your kids all day long. Oh. Welcome into the lounge. It's day two of the New Look Lounge. There's lots happening in free agency, so Make and I have got plenty to talk about. You know, we picked a good time to start a daily podcast. Yeah,
1: well, that was kind of the thinking, Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like this has happened. Happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just saying, if we had have gone into quarantine like three weeks ago, I don't know what we would have been talking about. We would have been talking about how we're trying to fend for ourselves at on lunch.
1: Well, I still plan on talking about that, but yeah. <laughs> Has that been the
0: biggest, for fans or listeners who don't know, one of the great things about working for the Ravens, among many of them, is that we get lunch every day. And it's incredible. It's a great lunch. And the biggest challenge of not working there is, like, lunchtime comes around and I'm used to strolling down to the cafeteria and having all these different options and crab cakes and a salad bar. I go down to my fridge and I got, like, a banana. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to eat a banana for lunch.
1: Bro, I don't even want to hear it from you on this. You can make food for yourself anytime you want. I have to feed two crying children. How many times
0: times are you going to complain about your kids? That's what I want to know. All I hear is you complaining about your kids all day long.
1: Everybody that has kids at home right now will empathize with me. This is borderline impossible. You made your Poor choices. You're supposed
0: to love your children, and all I hear is about you I, I complaining know. about your children.
1: <laughs> I, I love them, but I don't want to spend every single waking hour with them. I love them. I just <laughs> I just prefer to
0: ship them off during the day, so I don't have to be with them. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So so let's talk about some football stuff. Uh, yeah. There's been a lot, obviously, that that's happened over the past. 24, 48 hours. As we said yesterday during the podcast, we are not going to be talking about all of the rumored things that the Ravens have done because, we cannot do that until those moves become official, which would happen at 4 p.m. Yeah. when the new league year opens. But there's lots of other things that are happening around the league that we want to talk about. Tom Brady obviously happened today. There's a quarterback carousel: Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina, Cam Newton's going elsewhere. There's all—I mean, it's just crazy. If I feel like every 10 minutes, uh, things become outdated. As we're recording this, it's around 1:30. On Tuesday. So, if we make reference to something, keep in mind that at the time we're recording this, we're these are the things that are all uh, taking place, uh, and and so if it gets outdated by the time you listen to it, just keep in mind that things are changing in an
1: instant. Right. Yep. 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 Don't blame us. Yeah. That's that's the way it works right now
0: so we have requested lots of emails from fans because we want to provide a little bit of uh, just during this time a little bit of a way to get through the long days if you're like making your got kids that you got to entertain at home so uh, we got some emails this one comes to us from Christopher Wells and the question is uh, I know you guys aren't talking about the epic reported moves that the Ravens are making during the legal tampering period Mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask your thoughts on the new CBA that the players approved seems like it was a good deal for both sides mostly I like the expanded roster and the ability to maneuver the practice squad during the season. I would think that with our stable front office and coaching staff, the Ravens will be able to take full advantage of these new regulations and make our team better each week. Our coaches in front office are already known to be savvy. So I think this will make them even better. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think the ability to kind of bring two players up in the practice squad each week and then not have to put them through waivers if they're going back down to uh, the practice squad makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's just kind of a silly process. Um, and the Ravens, just because they're so good and deep talent-wise, they get these great undrafted free agents. I, I, I mean, I don't know what everybody else's practice squad looks like around the league. Eric Casa I'm sure, knows. Um, but the, I would have to venture to guess that the Ravens have one of the more practice, talented practice squads in the league. So the ability to dip into that pool at a given notice is is definitely an advantage. For me, I look at it and I think, obviously, the big changes are, you know, you, you get a, a 17th game and the playoff field expands. And to me, the, the latter is the bigger one. The playoff field expanding, I mean, how many times has the Ravens been right on the cusp, right? right? right. I mean, this, this, this changes it. For a team that's always in the mix, always competitive, always in that playoff mix, this could have huge ramifications. Now, of course, I intend for the Ravens to win the division every single year, coming first place. You know That's, what,
0: <laughs> that's the expectation. <laughs> that's, that's the new the normal goal. right here, 14-2 every single season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, 15-1 to one next year. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, like, realistically speaking, I just think that that means the Ravens are going to be in the playoffs a lot more because it's hard for me to imagine that the Ravens, you know, barring any kind of big injury, knock on wood, you know, like that happened with Joe Flacco when he tore his knee, and that, The Ravens were out of it, you know, midway through the season, really. Barring that, I can't think of a Ravens season since I've been here, since I joined the team in 2009, and certainly during the Harbaugh era, that they've been completely out of it. Right, right.
0: I mean, the only one is the 2015 season when Flacco got hurt. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Right, right. That's the only one. the only season. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at the Tyler Boyd touchdown, uh, they kept the Ravens out of the playoffs in that that, uh, season. What was that, 2017? Yeah, the 2017 season, yeah. I mean, the Ravens could have made a run that year. We were all saying, hey, they're going to get, you know, send them out to Foxborough. They could give the Patriots the run for money. Who, the Patriots ended up in the Super Bowl lost the Eagles that year. So um, you, you just never know. So I think it's exciting to have a bigger playoff field. Now the flip side of that is there's only one bye, right? And uh, the Ravens had the top seed this past year, and uh, that becomes even more valuable now if only one team gets that first round bye.
0: Yeah, well, I think Ravens fans, after the way things went this year with uh, losing yeah. the first round, people say, I don't even want to buy. I just want to stay hot, keep going. Don't want to have to play <laughs> any, don't want to have to take any time off uh, during the regular season or during the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that what what that extra playoff spot does, I think it actually really intensifies the last few weeks of the season for a number of teams because, you're going to have more teams fighting for that first-round playoff spot, that first-round buy to get the number one seed because coming in, you know, in the past, the difference between the one and the two seed was pretty negligible. You know, it wasn't— really cared. Yeah, because all you're really talking about there is if you get to the AC Championship, you're guaranteed to host that, um, which is great, but but it wasn't that big of a difference. Uh, Right. Now— a buy and not having a buy is a huge difference. And then yep. when when then when you look at it from the other perspective of getting that that extra team in the playoffs, you're going to have you know instead of say four teams in that mix, you're going to have you're going to have six teams, seven teams that are right there in that spot for the fighting for the last spot, and that is going to just make the entire league more competitive all the way through week 17, which I think is good from a fan standpoint. Also from a viewership standpoint, I think that first week of the playoffs is going to be even more exciting now that you're going to have more games that opening weekend uh, to watch and enjoy. So I think that's a win. Um, and, and you know, the money, I, I don't know. Like I, players are getting more money. Um, the the shift of the pie is going more towards them, 47 to 48 and a half. Uh, You know, so obviously the opinion was split on the players, but I think that there's a lot of wins for both sides. And I think from our standpoint, a couple of things that are great, no work stoppage. We don't have to spend all this time next season talking about whether there's going to be a season that happens. Um, So thankful for that. Yeah, you got 10 years, 20 years of labor peace, which is really hard to come by in a league where there's so much money at stake to have that as a fan of football is a great thing.
1: Um, And so... well, and also, you brought you brought up the lunches earlier. I remember last time we had a lot. That was, that was going back of the to the things, things that really matter. Going back to the things that really matter here. That was one of the things they took away. We were still going into the office, but packed lunches, I'm telling you, it was almost a straight-up revolt in the office. Then Eric DaCosta started messing with people and taking people's lunches. Oh, it was getting spicy up in there. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to, I'm not going to have to experience that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I think the CBA is from a fan standpoint, it's a win. No question about that. I mean, players and players can, can debate as to who won, whether the owners or whether the players won. I think, I think there's wins for both sides. Uh, but the one thing that's without a question is that it's a win for the fans. So, um, I think it's, yeah. it's good news that way. So, all right. So, a a couple of big things on the free agency front. The big news today, obviously, is that Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. What did you think when you.
1: Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't be skipping over my sorrow here and not validating my feelings before we get into all this other stuff.
0: The biggest story of free agency.
1: The biggest story so far free agency is one guy who got let go, and that's my guy, James Hurst. Yeah, how are you? I should
0: have sent a wellness check over to your house last night.
1: Yeah, I expect sympathy cards. Uh, I mean, James. Anybody who's listening to the podcast knows how I feel about James. First, one of my favorite guys on the team, uh, and I was I was shook yesterday. I mean, it it's, it's a huge bummer. It's not it's not shocking, I guess, because you know he was facing a suspension. Uh, his salary cap number uh, for a reserve. Now he's a very valuable reserve, but it was still you know. He, he had a higher contract entering this year. But anytime that you see somebody uh, that you have so much respect for a cut, it hurts, you know? And, and I one thing I put on Twitter, and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe this, is that Ravens fans did not appreciate James Hurst as much as they should have. Uh, and I'm not saying that they had to, you know, hold him as one of their favorite players like I do, right? But this guy was a very reliable player for six seasons as a Raven, started forty four games, not including the playoffs. Right was active for ninety. Right, I mean, was a hard worker, a role model, uh, a, a leader among the players. Especially got got players together for uh, like weekly prayer sessions, Bible study kind of things. I mean, just a well respected guy, a great a great guy, and a very good player. Former undrafted guy who got thrown into the fire in twenty fourteen. I'll never forget. Not many undrafted rookie free agents start at left tackle in the playoff. yeah, James Hurst did that and held his own. And people and people still get fired up about getting you know the Joe Flacco injury and getting pushed into his knee. Just let it go. Just stop. Just stop. I had some people tweet me that. Just stop. Let it go. It's one play. Let's appreciate what James Hurst brought to the Ravens. And uh, I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere. I, I was texting with him yesterday, and, he, you know, he's he's pretty – Shocked and and bummed about the whole thing, but I think optimistic that that he'll be somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think James took – probably more heat than he, than he should have. Um, I thought he was a, he was a quality player and a great guy. I mean, I, I think it's a, he's a fantastic yeah. guy. One of the, I agree with you. One of the best guys in the locker room, your fascination with him is, is borderline weird, but <laughs> I think he's a quality player and a really nice guy. Uh, so I will miss him in the locker room. Uh, and I wish him the best as, as he moves forward. So I'm glad that you're doing okay too.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I was worried.
0: All right. So let's move on to the biggest story of free agency now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, Second biggest. Sorry. Yes. Second biggest. Second biggest story of free agency. Thank you. Uh, What did you think? I'll start with when when Brady announced that he's leaving the Patriots. My first thought was that it ends a huge chapter in Ravens history. Like if you're thinking of the biggest, most iconic games, and this is what I did final drive on today in Ravens history, Brady is on the other end of so many of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just weird Absolutely. to see it's gonna be weird to see a game between the Ravens and the Patriots without Brady on the other side. And when you like again, when you think about Ravens history, if you're just thinking about I remember where I was, I remember this game, I remember watching this moment, Brady is right there in the thick of so many of those moments.
1: Completely. Yeah, it's I mean the Patriots aren't the same at all. <laughs> you know, I mean without Brady, who who are the Patriots? Is Bill Belichick? I mean, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I guess we all kind of saw that this was certainly a possibility, so it's not as as jarring um, as you know when DeAndre Hopkins gets traded for uh, you know running back and a fifth round pick or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the end of an era, and and like you said, I mean, you think back to the most painful and some of the most lethal memories in Ravens history, the 2011, you know, ASC championship game, and then the 2012 ASC championship game. And, and there's Tom Brady on both sides. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to think that that's the end. That, I mean, it, it just makes me believe the Patriots are taking a lot of hits. I mean, is the Patriots dynasty just done? I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see. Are, are, are they going to be... Uh, a playoff team next year at all mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I mean we don't know who they're gonna get at quarterback right now. You know, it's rumored, you know, it look like Bridgewater. We don't know. Now Andy Bridgewater Dalton. Bridgewater's going to Carolina. I, I know that was I know that was the rumor there uh, for a little oh, bit. But yeah, that settled right. pretty quickly. Um Andy Dalton seems to make a lot of sense to me going there. I agree. Just I totally agree. That, that that makes too much sense. Um so maybe that's the next rivalry is, you know, the red rifle goes up to New England, and that becomes a thing. Um, but it's, it's wild to see these, these old guys kind of moving on, Philip Rivers in the same boat, maybe going to Indianapolis, and, and it's new, the new kids are taken over. You know, it's Lamar, it's Mahomes, it's Deshaun Watson, and, and those guys. I mean, as shocking as, as it is to say, you know, all things come to an end, and, uh, and maybe this is the end of the Patriots' dynasty. I know. It is it is wild. Uh, I'm not ready to
0: completely, you know, stick a fork in them because I think that Belichick is obviously just such a great coach that, you know, if they get Andy Dalton. I, I,
1: right.
0: I, you, I think Andy Dalton's a pretty good quarterback who has probably taken more heat. You know, you talk about Hurst probably taking too much heat and not getting enough praise. I think I would put Andy Dalton uh, into that category. Uh, I would agree with that. And so if he ends up there uh, with Belichick and, uh, and, and that – system, I think that they could end up being a pretty good team again. And I think that this is going to be like, there's, when you've read all the different reports, it seems like there's kind of this mentality that Belichick wants to show that uh, it wasn't just Brady. And Brady wants to show that it wasn't just Belichick. Like, both of them are kind of eager to prove that the other didn't make them. And so, uh, like, I'll be curious. The one season that Brady missed, and Matt Castle was the starting quarterback, what, they went 10 and (laughs) 6 Eleven, they, and just,
1: they just missed the playoffs, yeah.
0: and they were like ten and six or eleven and five. Like they were a really good team. Uh, they yeah. it was just one of those years where you had to be have a great record to get in, and so they just missed it. And so, uh, and and a couple of years ago when Brady missed the first four games of the season because of the suspension, they did just fine. So uh, I think. Well, they had Jimmy Garoppolo that year, though, didn't they? They did, but then they had Brissett because Garoppolo got hurt. Then he got
1: hurt, right?
0: Yeah, so I'm just not ready to say, all right, that the dynasty. I think the dynasty, in this, yeah. I'm not. I think the dynasty, as we know it, of uh, all those seasons of 13 and three, and 14 and two, and 16 and zero. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see that this year. But I think that they're going to be right there in the thick of the AFC playoff picture. And uh, when the Ravens go up there next year, I think that's still going to be a game that is. Got to be really important on the schedule and, and by no means are we going to go into that week feeling like, all right, this is a give oh, Go yeah. ahead and chalk it Definitely up. Definitely
1: not. Definitely not. And well, it is interesting though to see the, the rest of the AFC, AFC East now. I mean, the Bills were a good team obviously last year. Now they go and get Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those teams are now seeing their window of opportunity to, to make a run at it. Um, so the Bills the Bills are going to be good. And look at all the moves the Dolphins are making. Yeah. I mean, here's a team that, that really overachieved, uh, you would say, because they were shipping everybody out last, last offseason. Then Brian Flores comes in, first-year head coach, and what, they win five games, something like that? I mean, I think they overachieved after, after a, a rough week one for them. We'll just add that in there. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, now that with all these additions on defense, they could be a decent team. So the Patriots aren't going to have the cakewalk division anymore. And uh, it, it is going to be interesting. I would agree with you. I don't think they're just going to wither away and, and be a five and eleven team next year. Um, here's the best part about this. And, and I'll, I got a text this morning, nine twenty-two a.m. from my uh, friend who's a Patriots fan. Of which I try to keep a limited number of those. <laughs> I, uh, um, but you know, hey, you, he's you on his meet way in there.
0: You meet someone from Boston, and you're like, "Well, I'm sorry, buddy. I've already got my quota of Patriots fans in my life. I don't think this is going to work yeah, out."
1: I'm, I'm (laughs) full. Um, so, uh, he texted me and and said, now we both get to root against Tom Brady. (laughs) That might be the best thing about this. Yes.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Even the Patriots fans are ready to root against him. I kind of felt like that was one of those, like you got to root for him for every game. Like when a guy wins six rings for you, I feel like the, the, the expectation there is you got to root for him every game and you're not playing him. Right. I mean, isn't that the fair thing to do?
1: Well, I, I did respond to him. I said, welcome to the light side. Yeah. You know, he was on the dark side. And he said, uh, not really. I still love him, but I don't want him to win another Super Bowl for a different team. Gotcha. I get that. Sure. I get that. Sure. So, but anyway, I, I, I will be interested to see where he lands. I mean, I, it, it seems like the Chargers, to me, makes a lot of sense. Um, and wh- how good he makes the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers have a lot of talent. Right. They get, they get some pieces back next year and get healthy, they're going to make a run, but they're in a tough division too. So, anyway, let's look around to some other, some other uh, happenings in three agency so far. And uh, we'll turn this one to the AFD North. Uh, look in, inside a little bit. The Browns are making some moves too, which is no shocker considering what they did last year. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, adding Jack Conklin, the right tackle, on a three-year reported $42 million deal makes a whole lot of sense. Their offensive line was not good last year. Uh, That was probably the weakness. Like, they had all the stars. They had all the glitzy pieces, but they didn't have, uh, like, the the interior. You know, what was behind the wall, under the skin, was not very good. Uh, The foundation. So, that's a foundation move to me. That makes a lot of sense. Jack Conklin's really good. Look at that Tennessee Titans' offensive line. He was among the leaders of that line. So, that makes them better. Then the big one, Austin Hooper. Sign uh, top tight end on the market and one of the top tight ends from last season. I mean, you're looking at the guy who caught 75 passes for 787 and six touchdowns last season for the Falcons. So that's another big addition to me. Uh, what, is, what happens with that, David Njoku, now with Austin Hooper?
0: Yeah, you know he kind of fell out of favor there last season and. He's a guy with a lot of potential. Good player. He's a good player. He he, a player. he, he, he physically isn't. He's I mean, physically he's a beast, and he made some splash plays. But he fell out of favor last year and uh, seemed to have kind of some beef with the coaching staff. Which obviously it's a new coaching staff now, so I'm not sure where that stands. But um, right, I mean they didn't bring in Hooper to be a backup. We know that. So
1: oh um, yeah, I mean he's yeah Najoki going to be the number two. I mean obviously speaking from a Ravens perspective, it's not like you can have too many tight ends.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, look. I think it once again, looks like the Browns are off to a great start of free agency. That was the buzz last year um, that they were off to a great start of free agency, and and that they were gonna that they won free agency. And so, um, I, I mean, I, I think that they've gotten better. Like, I definitely think that the Browns have gotten better, which makes which I don't like. Uh, I don't think any <laughs> Ravens fan likes that. And I think that they're doing it in a way that's not as flashy as they did last year. Like you you mm-hmm. you address the trenches and you get Jack Conklin, which is not gonna not going to create a 10th of the buzz as an Odell Beckham trade does, but could make a huge difference for your offense. Might have a similar, might have a bigger impact uh, than a big play receiver if you're, if you're really being honest about it. So uh, I think they're going to be better. Um, And, you know, not to do the whole AFC North breakdown yet, but I think that, you know, the, last year, if we were when we were having these conversations, I kept saying, let's see how they do with expectations. Next year, they're going to go into the season. The expectations won't be the same as they were this year, where I feel mm-hmm. like they're better suited to succeed in that kind of a setting versus being like the darling of the NFL. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's that's concerning when you see yeah. you know, a team in your division definitely get better. I mean, the Bengals are, are quiet, as you'd expect. They're, I feel like they're always quiet. You know, during free
1: agents, well, they're supposed to be spenders this this offseason. That was the word on the street from Cincinnati was they're going to be making some moves, but haven't seen them yet. Right. Uh, I know. So, so I, I look. I I I think the Browns are going to be uh, better next year for sure. Now, this is coming from a guy who kind of bought into the hype a little bit last year. Right. And thought they're they it was going to be the Ravens and the Browns battling for the division. Um. And it did not turn out that way, obviously. But uh, Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than he was last year. Uh-huh. I, I have no doubts about that. I think he's going to be better protecting him. It starts there. Uh, now, giving him a security blanket in Austin Hooper, where it's not that you just have to push the ball to the wide receivers as much. You still have a really good uh, running back in Nick Chubb, and the ground game should be should be solid again. A lot of it boils down to once again. I mean, new head coach Kevin Stefanski. How does it work? You know, you had a new regime change there, general manager, everything. You know, can the Browns finally get on the same page where they don't have this all this inner turmoil and drama remains to be seen. Um, I don't know a, a ton about Stefanski, and, you know, it's another coordinator that people are hoping turns into a good head coach. I, I can speak from... Uh, you know, once again, the Ravens' perspective—it doesn't always work that way, yeah. right? I mean, the best coordinator is not doesn't make for the best head coach. It's a different job description. It's a different job entirely. So we'll see. Uh, but you know, they have a lot of pieces, and I think that these have been good moves. They also brought in Case Keenum on a three-year, eighteen-million-dollar deal, which really makes me appreciate the contract that uh, Robert Griffin the third is on right now. Um, when you got Case Keenum making an average of six million a deal uh, a year, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, good moves for them. The Steelers, they lost Javon Hargrave, which was a he was a really good nose tackle, defensive tackle for them last year. Uh, going to Philadelphia, and they are as usual. They are always in cat purgatory. They're re- renegotiating everybody's contract under the sun. Ben, did you see Ben Roethlisberger's cat number?
0: It's 39. you. I, what is it? What it's is
1: like 30, it? 30, it was like thirty-three million dollars.
0: million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness! I was just like when I read that the first time. I was like, "Is that a typo?" It's thirty three point five. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think the Steelers will still be good. And, you know, but they're not in a position to be making a lot of moves in free agency. They are all they're very tight against the Cats. Yeah. Um. And then we'll see what happens with the Bengals. I mean, their big move is, is they're going to draft uh, Joe Burrow. So. That's their big one, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there.
0: Um, This has nothing to do with the AFC North, but as we're looking around the league, uh, a player that caught my eye who got released um, in terms of what the Ravens need is Leonard Floyd from the Bears. Uh, He, pass rusher, lean pass rusher, former first-round pick, has been okay, not great, uh, but uh, Mm -hmm. as the Ravens are looking to add pass rushers to this team, he's somebody that I thought, could he be a fit? You know, he gets released, so that falls into, into uh, you know comp pick territory where you're not worried about signing him because it's going to mess up the comp pick formula, which obviously the Ravens yep. love. Uh, it yep. just seems like a move that I could see them making. Former first-round pick. Uh, Ninth
1: overall pick in 2016.
0: Yeah, so you get a former, former top-10 pick. No uh, comp pick, you know, consequences cool. as a result yep. of it position of need as a pass rusher yeah. and the question I have with him is like what would the market hold for him like what kind of deal is he going to get uh, hasn't been hugely productive the past few years three sacks 2019 four sacks in 2018 so it's not like this is a Genevieve on Clowney we're talking about here but could right. fill a need at maybe a decent price
1: yeah I, I think it remains to be seen what that price is like you're talking about how much interest do other teams have because the Ravens aren't the only person, you know, team that's figured out this comp pick thing. So, um, but I mean, here's a guy who came out of the gates and got seven sacks as a rookie in 12 games, and then every year since his his numbers have dropped in terms of sack production: four and a half, four, three. So, not the trajectory certainly that you want to see. Now, you know, I, I haven't watched tape on him, and uh, I imagine the Ravens pro scouts have. So. We'll see, you know. But uh one thing that also to me when I look at him is physically he just doesn't strike me as a Raven. I can't think of another pass rusher that the Ravens have ever had that will built like him. Right? I mean he's like a speed speed rusher. Six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. I mean mm-hmm. that is lean. Yeah. That is lean. Matt Judon six three two sixty one. He's two inches shorter and twenty pounds heavier, mm-hmm. twenty one pounds heavier. I mean, that is a lean guy. So to me, I'm interested. I am definitely interested. He has a ton of talent, but is he is he that much better than Tyrus Bowser at this point? Right, right. No, I think that's I yeah. I don't think know.
0: That, the other the other thing that you that should be taken into account is he's playing opposite of Khalil Mack. So right even yeah, even well, play, well I, yeah. Yeah. yeah but even playing opposite <laughs> of Khalil, Khalil Mack, it's not like he's getting Khalil Mac draws a lot of attention And even on the other side of him, only seven sacks. That's the, that's the downside. But look, I think whenever there's a guy like that, like if you can get a guy for a a bit of a bargain, there's a reason that he's a bit of a bargain. Um, And maybe it's because it was scheme or maybe it's because they weren't using him effectively or or whatever. And if the Ravens were to go down that path, maybe they feel like they could get a really talented guy who four years ago people thought was going to be a great pass rusher. Um, And and maybe you have a chance to revive his career. And that would be interesting again depending on what the market holds.
1: Yep. I mean, just uh, five, five sacks last year, 16 games played, zero starts. Leonard Floyd started all 16 games and had three sacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. It is. But at, for the right price, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll say that officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a lot more to happen. That's for sure. There's going to be a lot more moves. I don't know that there's going to be a ton more. Ravens moves and what's reported and what we cannot talk about. Once again, I cannot wait to talk about this, yeah. which, we, which we will be doing tomorrow. Um, once, once the uh, 4 p.m. hits, we can talk about what you've been reading and uh, you know, for all the latest, we do have the rumor mill up on the site. You, so that, that is, we are passing along what the media is reporting that the Ravens are doing. We're not confirming such moves, but we're passing those on. So you can check that out for all the latest. And what I'm interested to see is when are we going to start hearing some buzz about Michael Pierce and Jimmy Smith, some of the Ravens' top free agents? I haven't seen anything on them yet, which surprises me a little bit. That does surprise me, too. I mean, I thought. uh, Once again, it's 2.03 p.m. Yeah, Yeah, right. 2.05, but as of now.
0: Yeah, I I thought Michael Pierce would be a guy that we would hear about fairly quickly. You could see some of these defensive linemen get big contracts. Yeah. and Jimmy too, like, now the I, I, the thing with Jimmy is, is he's testing the market for the first time of his career. So he doesn't, not hearing anything about him immediately doesn't shock me because this is his first foray into this. And so he may be kind of taking his time and I don't think that he's in a rush to make a decision. Um, I'm sure, I mean, his agents drew Rosenhouse, so I'm sure that they're having plenty of conversations with teams. Um, Yeah, it is a little bit surprising, but I don't know. I guess I feel like I've learned over the course of free agency that it seems like all is quiet, all is quiet. You know, I just think back to last year on the other side of things. Um, And, uh, and it was like, what are the Ravens doing? What are the Ravens doing? What are the Ravens doing? And then boom, Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram, and there hadn't been too much talk about either of those guys. So I don't know. I just feel like I agree with you. It does surprise me, but there's probably those conversations happening behind the scenes and they're just not leaking it out there. And it might happen in in a matter of 20 minutes that one or both of those guys uh, have reported deals somewhere. So um, I don't know. I I just think it's hard to, I don't think that silence in free agency is necessarily an indication of lack of action.
1: action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of defensive linemen on the market this year, a lot of really good ones. So it doesn't surprise me, you know, where Pierce ranks in that pecking order, I wouldn't say he was in the top five. So usually you're going to have the top guys fly, and and I, I don't think it's going to take much longer to get that get to Pierce. Yeah. I can say that much. Yeah. Um, so with that said, we will be back with you tomorrow to discuss all these things, uh, and and definitely stay tuned to the rumor mill as I said, and stay in touch with us. You can always reach us on email at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send us your thoughts. And uh, we'd be happy to uh, answer your questions or whatever. We'll be answering the mailbag for those who watch mailbag. We'll be doing that in a written version tomorrow. So also go to the site for that.
0: Awesome, yeah. That's the main thing. Uh, like we said yesterday in the podcast, we're just trying to keep you guys informed, up to date, and uh, provide a little bit of, of entertainment and, and a, you know a chance to pass the time uh, as we're all dealing with uh, you know self quarantining and social distancing and all of that. So thank you so much. What for- are you
1: What are you doing over there, Garrett? What do you mean? How, how are you spending your time in, in quarantine? I'm over how are you
0: here complaining about my time. I'm I'm spending my time in quarantining working. You should give it a shot every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You should try to mix that in. You know, I try get to get a hold of here. you, can't find Dude. you, nowhere to be seen. What are, you talking about? are you on the beach? What are you are you? I think uh, this is like a real convenient. This is the old. Oh my gosh, my kids are crazy. Are those the waves crashing
1: behind you? Is that what <laughs> I hear? You're sitting down here. Does, does a private island count as uh, social distancing? Yeah, you're
0: uh, you're down there hanging out <laughs> hanging out on the yacht in the private island. I'm over
1: here grinding, keeping things up to date. Yeah, man. Steve Steve sent me his yacht. We sailed away together. Nice. Me and Steve we're just enjoying and watching Eric and the work he's doing. You know, having some cigars great do me a favor i wish wish you got the invite but
0: (laughs) do me a favor get him on the podcast for tomorrow we'll get his reaction so while you guys while you guys are sharing a cigar and a drink on the on the island (laughs) 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 Uh, all right yeah again uh, we'll be back tomorrow thank you so much for listening email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net thank you so much we'll talk to you guys tomorrow